This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs> What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World with Spill of My Drink, Johnny. Johnny, the Malort Voluntary Shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, over here so it's on camera. Oh, boy. My barrel aged buddies need to see see the fucking Malort here. There was one. Oh, hey, baby. Oh, podcast therapy dog in the house. Hey, how you doing, girl? Uh, and Mike D. Uh, Let's start off by mentioning the. There the, was what? Hold on. Let's start off by mentioning there was one flavor. What the fuck? This dude? thing is limp as shit. There was one flavor I was missing from this, and that was. Dude, I can't believe you would voluntarily drink that. That's got to be like something you have like wash your shirt in. Witch hazel, like she said. Witch hazel and, and bitterness. grapefruit fucking rind. Mm. I, on the other hand, will have a shot of something that everybody enjoys. A little blinky. Wait, you want another shot? No, no, no. That's not what that was. I was trying to hide it behind the glass. Okay. So we're going to talk it's about not the, that good, Michael. The Deluxe Edition Network. We are part of the Deluxe Edition Network and we're proud to be part of the network. It's a great group of podcasters. Go to www.deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Check out all the podcasts that are on there. There's something for everyone. Check it out. Uh, we have our Malort on the table to honor our. Barrel age flick friend, barrel age flick friends. Uh, on our last show, we did a tasting of it, and John just voluntarily drank another fucking shot of it. Worst shot I've ever had. Almost puked. Hey, uh, listen, Michael. I think we need to up the ante. We need to up the ante. No, <laughs> no, thank you. We can find something a, a better punishment shot. The, no, there's no such thing. What about that pickle shot we did? Or um well some people like well, pickle what, shots. Well what was that? Um oh uh, you know what? There's something on the shelf. We should send that. We should find that Kamitsu and Commander oh, there you go. and send them a fucking can of I that. I think you took that down. Did I? But I told you to leave it up there. No, no, I think you left it up there. It's up there someplace. Uh it's, it's on the the it's up on the top right somewhere. The shelf. Is just, I think it's over there. Yeah. It's covered up. <sighs> it's certainly not the McCallans. Did you get a chance to taste the McCallans yet? No, you said, you should have been here. You should have. <laughs> that was some good shit, man. Anyway, uh, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Check out all the great podcasts. And while you're there, check out the two podcast spotlight podcasts, podcast of the month. Whatever we're calling it this month, because I change it every time I say it. Hold on. What if I, what would I get if I drank the whole bottle? Sick. Not tonight. Sick. But it, you would the, get sick, is o- what you'd get. Over the, bo- over the podcast uh, <clears throat> episodes, just take one to two shots. And when the bottle's finished, I will not join you. I am not drinking that voluntarily ever again. I've learned how to drink it. If you want to know what we're talking about, there will be links to shorts below of me almost puking, taking it, and John almost puking, smelling it. I did. And then you then you drink it like a fucking champ, dude. 
You're welcome. And and there's a video out there of Casey from Deluxe Edition podcast. He said, like, "What is this thing? Water?" He he drank it. It was like, worst shot I ever had. Mur. He no fucking sold it. One hundred percent. Michael, I thought you were going to die. I, I dude, I almost puked. and even in the first one, it looked like you were going to die. I, I'm telling you, I almost puked, bro. Anyway, uh, Deluxe Edition Network time. Podcast of the month. Spotlight podcast. Not supposed to be puffing on the, the, the podcast. What wrong? Uh, be blown into the camera. I coughed. The podcast of the month are Metalhead Journeys and Milf and Me podcast. Uh, Metalhead Journey is a music-based podcast with, obviously, metal music. Milf and Me, they cover a lot of stuff. They've had interviews and uh, entertaining Um Mm-hmm. The MILF is MILFY and the me is hey. eh, he's all right. Um, so we're gonna go out on a date there, honey. So honey. check them out. They are uh their links are on the spotlight podcast on deluxe edition network.com, but they are on YouTube and pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts. So moving on. <laughs> I got to finish my sipper in my skull. Uh, today's topic, or this show's topic, I should say, because we usually tape a couple in a row. Uh, there's no reason to fake the funk about that. Because um, you could tell we go a little downhill as we go on tonight. <laughs> you want to read this one? This is, no, I'll read it. I want you to throw in the shit that you know because uh, I don't think I did the, the research justice on this. No, one. this one I don't know a lot about. What the fuck you gave well, me I this thought one? This was the Mexican one, man. This is the one in Peru, bro. I know. Okay, this is Machu Picchu. It's fucking beautiful. And according to the pronunciation, the C. I will help you with the pronunciation. Is not. It's 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 a silent C, so it's Machu Picchu. <laughs> Or P two, perfect. P two, it's a T sound. I got a P two. The W, the double C is a P, or a T. P two, Machu Picchu. Everybody knows it like that. So, uh, there was some interesting stuff here that, um, I didn't think I'd be as interested in this one as I was when I started researching it. So again, I applaud John for piquing my interest and my search Where, for where's knowledge. Where's the sound? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> no. That's the one. There it is. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, actually, Johnny is really good at picking topics that uh, <clears throat> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And then I start researching. I'm like, damn, this is kind of interesting. I go on the I go on the deep end. So I have to with this guy. You you say, what's so interesting about a mountain Peru? And I tell you, many many things. Uh, it was built in the prox. It was a built approximately five hundred seventy three years ago, in fourteen fifty A.D. And I will use A.D. until I die. I don't care what fucking acronym they use use now. Well, well, easy there. Well, the fucking woke community wants to fucking change shit and not use AD because they don't want to be mm-hmm. religious. But the whole calendar that we use today in America is based off a religious calendar. <laughs> so fuck you straight in the ass. What are you, you're going to smack my camera. I'm sorry. My, 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 yeah, my phone. You phone. You make your phone. My phone. Don't smoke my phone, man. Like I said, we go downhill as the night goes on. Uh, it was abandoned <sighs> in uh, 451 years ago in 1572. Oh, what the? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's nestled high in the slopes of the Andes Mountains, nearly at nearly 8,000 feet. The ruins of Machu Picchu uh, continue to reveal mysteries from the Incan Empire. I think we're going to lose power, bro. Yeah, it keeps looking. Yeah, it's dark. Is it still raining? Yes. Is that what that sound yeah, is? Yeah, that's what that sound is. It is pouring here right now. Yeah. I got... Water leaking in my basement. We'll soon have water under our feet, but but guess what? We'll be still doing. We'll be still. I don't care if I'm getting electrocuted. I'm finishing this episode. <laughs> uh, 
so it's often referred to as the lost city of the Incas, which I asked John earlier, do you think this is the lost city of the Incas? And he said, yes, I do. And I said, you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, the actual lost city of the Incas is Vilacabamba. <laughs> yeah. I don't Say care. Say it one more time. Vilacabamba. Vilacabamba. I've never heard of that. Not said it's not true. Okay. Uh, which is a city that Hiram Bingham was looking for in 1911 when he is credited with finding Machu Picchu. Uh, the fact is, recent studies and research and beliefs, Machu Picchu was never really lost at all. Although it escaped detection by the Spaniards when they were conquering the country. Uh, and it also had maybe been visited by German adventurer Augusto Burns in 1867, but he's not credited for it. Uh, Machu Picchu was known by the locals. Like the people of Peru uh, knew it was there. It just wasn't known to the outside world. Because, do you want to know why? The Incas really didn't have a written alphabetic language. And in my research, I did find there was a way for them to um, record their history, but it was in some kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say garment, but like a, a fabric with knots in a certain place. And that's how they would, uh, transfer information down the ages but uh, because there was no written language that anybody can read no one knew no one outside of Peru knew it was there bro we are, we are getting hammered by oh it, it's a typhoon force winds. it's a typhoon out there but we will persevere well this is kind of interesting so uh it was Machu Picchu was existing was not widely known to the outside world until it was discovered in 1911 by Yale University professor Hiram Bingham, who was led to the site by a local Kekacha speaking resident. Q K Kechua Kechua. I don't even know how to say well, that. Well, Q U E is K. Kechua. I don't know. Gatua, uh, speaking Akechi. His name I he will not say Akechi because I will resident. butcher the shit out of that. He knew the he knew the language of the coochie. He knew the coochie language. Uh, when uh, Bingham arrived, there were already three. There was three families living there. Actually, farming families living there, farming the land. So, like, it wasn't lost. Uh, what the fuck? That range is there. Range is fucking automatic. Well, Sue, dude, it, the, uh, this is what I was telling you about the architecture of this place. They made it so they could farm on top of this fucking mountain. You like mountain apples? I don't fucking know. <laughs> fucking mountain asparagus? Mountain asparagus. Their POE smelled funny. <laughs> so the uh, because the Incas had no purpose, purposeful written language to pass on what Machu Picchu was built for, why it was abandoned, or why or its location, uh, it, that, that language didn't exist, so they could never pass it on to other people. Uh, the real Vilcabamba. <laughs> Vilcabamba. No, the other way you said it. Vilcabamba? Yeah. Uh, it's thought to be in the jungle about 50 miles west of Machu Picchu. Has not been found, and that's because the, the uh, growth there in that jungle overgrows so fast that if you clear something and you're not there for 20 days, it's overgrown again. Dude, there are so many fascinating stories of the Amazon jungle. And Is Peru in the Amazon? Uh, sure. So you're talking out your ass. Yeah. Okay. But that uh, jungly area. Jungly area? Is that a technical term? I hate you. I know you do. <clears throat> it's so fascinating. Like, you... And there's been a couple movies uh, on Netflix and 
that when you watch them, they're like, dude, that's so cool. Like lost gold of the Aztecs, that whole you know lifestyle. And you ever watch Expedition Unknown on Discovery Channel? Yeah, dude, I love that dude. I love that dude, and he did uh, Aztecs in Mexico, and it like he said some of those plants grow feet a day. Well, all that all they they they're like they're like how did we feed all these people in their time and like the the Amazon jungle is not known for producing very well crops, very good crops, and there was a way they did it with their water supply and and it's almost lost the history. Well, the Incas are pretty much the same way because we, we'll get to that. The, the architect, the, look, I'm I'm telling you, the architecture of Machu Picchu is fucking genius it was well ahead of its time i'm sure i would have to be um, <laughs> i can't even grow fucking uh green bees in my fucking garden so the the buildings on this site use no mortar they're stone buildings they use no mortar the stones were so precisely cut and wedged together so closely you couldn't get a credit card between them and that's mm-hmm. amazing for a civilization that had no iron tools right like it's crazy yep um the the uh and they're supposed to be like a stupid civilization well not only were they they functional and sturdy they were aesthetically pleasing buildings right but the general consensus was that they're not stupid dude like the people back then were just no dumb hunter gatherers or whatever and that's not the case. The people who build this were skilled laborers and For organized sure. very well. Uh, Peru is a very seismically unstable country, which means they have earthquakes and shit. Uh, both Lima and Cusco have... Cusco. Cusco, that's what I said, Cusco. Okay, good. See, I have the Spanish inflection, so you don't have it. I ate rice and beans earlier I today. I fucked up, Mike. I should take him the shot. Don't you dare, dude. Dude, if, if you puke in my basement, Ron, I just want to point out, I'm hoping you're watching this episode. This is his third fucking shot of this shit that I couldn't take one shot of. Continue. Dude, you should move to Chicago. <laughs> Why are you there? Uh, so Peru is a very seismically unstable country, which means they have a lot of earthquakes. Both Lima and Cusco have been leveled by earthquakes in the past. Machu Picchu is constructed on top of two fault lines, basically one on either side of the structures. So they, they show it like a V-shape, like it used to be up here, and these fault lines had an earthquake, and it dropped down. Hmm. So, so you would you they were here and you got pushed up? No, no. The earthquake happened and the level ground dropped down. So you have a peak over here and a peak over here. Oh. Um so when these earthquakes occur there, the stones on the Inca buildings, they were said to dance with the tremors. And then when the tremors were done, they would just bounce back into place. That's how precisely they were they were made. And it, it, they were strong buildings. So if it hadn't been made this way, all those buildings would have crumbled over the years. Which I, I just find that fascinating from a, from a science <clears throat> standpoint, from an engineering yeah. standpoint. Uh, and that's why they, in some places on, in the, the structures, they did use some mortar. But they used mud, and they used it as a way to buffer the seismic activity. Hmm. Like they're not stupid people, right? These 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 are people who who knew what the fuck they were doing. So, the, but how how would they know about? Like how how do they know to make that? I would think trial and error. So that would lend you to believe that they're civilization is a lot older than what they say it is well well right the, the civilization the incas goes way back right but a lot of modern archaeologists 
don't think that they're like, well, we found them here, blah, 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 blah. And they poo poo the fact that you find things like this. They're like, well, how can that be? And they're like, just, just go with it. Well, the fact is, I think that uh, archaeologists and the engineers would differ on their opinion on that because you don't just like these guys didn't have iron tools. The most, the hard, most hardened tools they had <clears> were <throat> bronze and copper, and they would use that to cut and shape the stones. Oh, God, but mostly they used stone tools, stone hammers, chisels, picks. Wait, 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 wait till we get to like uh, the pyramids in Egypt. You really never did that, did we? Oh, dude, that's. I mean, we talked about it, but we've never got <laughs> same it. kind of deal. It's like. Anyways, so they used hard andesite, andesite, andesite. And eh, where is it? A n d e s i t e. And uh, highlight. I can't see the word. Here. Yeah, I think you said it. yeah, andesite. Yeah, andesite. So that's volcanic rock. They used granite and other durable stones to make their stone tools. They also used wood tools, mostly for digging and 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 moving dirt. Uh, ropes and levers and inclined planes. Uh, to lift and position the massive stones. Uh, they made aqueducts and fountains to supply their water to the site. But where? If you look at that site, where were they taking those and lifting them up with block and tackle or or whatever to get them where they need that they need to go? Why? Why? If it was... E- if they could build that on that mountainside easily... You know, where, where's what am I trying to say here? Um, I don't know. Where, where's the evidence? The evidence of they that they, they use this archaeologists, if I don't know, I, I'm just going by the research. I found. like if me and you were sitting here and we're like, well, we can either build this terrace on this flat ground here. Or we can climb up that mountainside and do it there. Well, the fact is, is they made flat ground on the side of the mountain so they could cultivate crops. Right. But that's obviously 20 million times harder than doing it without climbing up the side of a fucking mountain. Well, the the site itself, nobody knows for sure what it was used for. There's several different theories. Uh, One was it was uh, some sort of uh, palace. For royalty or maybe they were just that good and they're like watch me motherfucker uh another was that it was for the virgin priestesses okay I, I, uh, I think the most impressive tool they had was their skilled labor and and the organization of that labor <clears throat> uh some of the most impressive things you see on a site you can't see it's all underground a civil engineer a modern civil engineer uh kenneth wright said estimated 60 percent of the structure of done at machu picchu was done underground <clears throat> so the civil engineering was impressive advanced for the time especially as often is noted for a culture with no draft animals no iron tools and no wheels no wheels, dude. Yeah, like, how do you get how do you get materials up other than on your back walking on? I guess possible. Well, the roofs were all made from uh, trees that were up there. The stones were. Uh, but why? Th- there was a there's a mine, a stone mine qu- close to the site. But why? I, no one knows why they built it there. Because you could. I don't know. The site we see today has been sculpted out of the notch between two small peaks by moving stone and earth, creating a relatively flat space. Um, so the underground stuff uh, is deep building building foundations, like 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 we would today. You build the foundations deep, and it's less likely to be affected by earthquakes. They used crushed rock as drainage, which was unheard of at the time. Did they ever find any, uh, like, evidence of people living there? 
There was people living there when it was discovered. Discovered quote. So like when you have like the so th there were bones dug up on the site, okay. and that's why they think it might have been some priest, some virgin priestesses, because uh, I think eighty percent of the bones they dug up were female. But did they ever find anything like when you go out west and you look at the Inca uh, carvings? Are they're carving on the side of the uh, cliffs? There's evidence of human life. Everywhere. The Aztec carvings. Aztecs. Well, the Incas were. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Aztecs supposedly made their way up into what we know as the United States. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, no, I, I'm. I it's probably different Indian. Um, <clears throat> oh, fuck. Should not be doing this right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like their main staple was corn, and they found that like all the people's teeth were ground down from the winds blowing in and chewing corn all the time. And there's evidence of you know tools they used, um, animals, uh, food they food stores they had. Is there that up there? I, I honestly I don't know exactly what they found up there. Yeah, I, I know that there was excavations done. I'm willing to bet there's not because of all the stuff that I remember. It's just one of those mysteries that. Well, it's a mystery why they abandoned it. Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, it's 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 like crazy. It's like, nobody knows why they built it there. Nobody wise right. knows why they abandoned it, and that's because they didn't have a written language per se. Right. <clears throat> so the the site itself has. But, then again, Mike, like, are you, is your culture not going to have a, if you, if you can, if you're capable of doing all this stuff, Yeah, but you, you can't, you can't convey that in a language that says like, Hey, I need this shit hauled up to the side of the mountain. Well, I'm sure or, they had a spoken language, but they didn't really have a written language for history books. Yeah. But so I'm saying they, if you have a spoken language. Well, they did. They had those. Those you're gonna write that down in history. Somewhere. They had those fabrics that they they put mm. knots in certain places, but nobody knows how to read them mm. because there's. So this, dude, this is so crazy. So this is what, so here's this here's is what, what I here, love about this in the research that I found. Like when they found the Rosetta Stone, it unlocked all the shit for the Egyptians. They could read the hieroglyphics because of the Rosetta Stone. There's no Rosetta Stone for the the not fabrics that they found related to this. Plus it's fabric and it's going to decay over the time. Like disappear, loss of time. Yeah. So like because they couldn't write stuff on stone or, or paper or whatever. But you on know, cave you, walls. You, you think that like these people are, they're obviously not dummies. No. So you would have to think that like they knew the writing shit and fabric's not going to last long. I think what they thought was we are going to survive. And the key to our survival is work, build, and create <clears throat> food. Well, And then the Spaniards did a lot to wipe them out. If you look at our society, too, a lot of our shit's not written in stone. No, no. Everything's on computer files. And when we there's an EMP, it just wipes it out. Wipes it out? We're gone. And all these idiot millennials will never know how to fucking tell the story. <laughs> so can you kind of relate it to that? Absolutely we could. You know, we're not we're not sitting here chiseling like Oh no, I chisel the, everything in stone. The fucking when I'm done typing this up, the podcast in stone. No, no, no. When I type this up when I'm done, I go out and I get a big piece of fucking granite and I, I chisel it all in there. Yeah. Well that that's what I some someone someday is gonna see my chiseled tablets from this podcast and think it's the fucking Ten Commandments. Like, huh. Spicy potato chips. <laughs> Spicy Pot potato chips are malort. Padora's <laughs> bread with butter on it. Hmm. What uh, does that mean? So the site itself virtually has, like, if you visit it, has no information about the ruins. There's no placards there. They don't do that kind of thing. So it keeps it uncluttered and, and pristine. But it also leaves visitors with questions. However, what most people don't know near the base of Machu Picchu 
Inconveniently tucked at the end of a long dirt road, there is a museum that many people visiting the site never see. It only costs seven dollars to go in there, uh, and it's Muso di Cito Manuel Chavez Balon, uh, which means a Manuel Chavez Balon site museum. Uh, I translated that with my own Spanish, so. Uh, if you go there, it fills in all the blanks of, of the questions you would have when you go to the site itself. Uh, and for seven bucks, considering that the trip is not a cheap one to get to Machu Picchu, uh, you need to fly to Peru. You need to get yourself to Cusco, uh, not Costco. Uh, I misunderstood the assignment. Your train from Cusco to the site is $100 a person, at least. Uh, the entry to the site is 47 to $62 per person, uh, depending on what option of the tour you want. And then that doesn't even get you up to the site. You got to pay another $24 a person to take the bus up. Now, you could walk up for free. And you can walk back down for free. And it it takes you on that, that path takes you on the Hiram Bingham 1911 route uh, that he took to discover it. But it's a strenuous climb and it takes about 90 minutes each way. No thanks. No, thank you. I would take the bus. In 1983, Machu Picchu was des designated as a world heritage site. So uh, on the site, there are things that have been named that people go to see. So uh, I have listed here, was it uh, 12 of them, 12 of the places on the site. Now, there's more than that, but these are the main ones that people go to see. Uh, the main plaza, Hanan. I thought they said the, the pizza man. Yeah, the pizza man. There's a pizza man on Machu Picchu. It's the best pizza in the world, dude. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, the main plaza, Hanan. Uh, this is an open space in the heart of Machu Picchu, served as a central gathering area and may have served as ceremonial or administrative functions. I am not going to try to pronounce that stone. I will tell you it is known as Hitching Post of the Sun. You going to try to pronounce that? Nithiwantana? Dude, where you been all my life? Nithiwantana. Uh, the Hitching Stone. Hitching Post of the Sun. This is a carved stone pillar. Nithiwantana. Sorry. You done? Anithiwantana. <laughs> this is a, a carved stone pillar believed to have an astronomical or ceremonial ceremonial <laughs> significance for the Incas. Now, what I did read is a lot of these uh, structures on Machu Picchu have a correlation to celestial. Oh, uh, absolutely, spots. they all do. Um. And it, it, they're very specific, which the same thing with the Aztecs. Uh, I, I'm in awe of how they lined up their, these huge fucking buildings to these spots in the sky. It, dude, the, the rabbit hole just begins. You have like the Egyptians, the um, yeah. Incas, the Mayans. They were, uh, you're just blown away. Another spot is the Temple of the Sun. It's a semi-circular... Semi Hold on, wait, you forgot, the, you forgot the name. Torion. Very good. Um, Torin, Torion. Torion. Uh, it's a semi-circular structure that is built with a finely crafted stone block and features trapezoidal windows. Uh, it is thought to have been an astronomical observatory or a temple dedicated to the sun god. The uh, room of the three windows, this is a chamber containing three trapezoidal windows, 
and is one of the most iconic structures on Machu Picchu. Uh, it may have been for religious and ceremony. What, I, what I'm seeing here is it may have been, it could have been, they don't fucking know. Right, yeah. They got no clue. Yep. It, this could have been modern-day civilization. Well, it it the, was. It's only 500-some years ago. They, they could have had flying cars. Who fucking knows? Well, I don't know. They're, they're, well, I don't want to go that far. I think though. you're going a little overboard there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they could add things that that we don't have now, or we struggle to have now. Like people who know male from female. <laughs> I don't think that was a problem back then. Um, I see. Temple of the Temple Concord. of the Condor. Uh, this unique structure is shaped like a condor with outstretched wings. And it contains stone carvings and that resemble the head and beak of a condor. It may have been associated with bird symbolism. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Just making the observation. Oh, it's it shaped like a condor with outstretched wings and it looks like the head and the, the beak of a condor, but it may have been symbolizing uh, birds. He's a Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeti. I'm sorry. Whoever wrote that should be smacked. Because I copied and pasted that shit. <laughs> well, all this shit, you see the same time in and time out again. That's what I'm trying to say. Actually, I'll tell you where I copied and pasted this Go part copy from. Off. It's cool. Oh, I want to apologize for cutting John off. <laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> because John never does that to anybody. Never. Go ahead, John. What you see time in and time out again is in the American Northwest. In America, Egypt, um, uh, South South America, the same fucking shit, time in and time again. We don't know what the shit means, and we're like, we look at them like, uh, well, they must have been smart. I think they, they were smart. They knew what the time progression was, and they they knew what the um uh. Oh, star celestial beings were well, no fucking shit. Well, I sure do look like a bird, so I guess it's a bird. Because if a bird don't fly, is it a bird? And then we learn nothing from them. No. We learn nothing from our ancestors, but to just build more shit, build more structures that they told they would kill us, and like the the the, the train system, a snake will wrap around this earth and be the death of us. Have you ever been to um, Tulum or what's the other one down in uh, Mexico? No, never into Mexico. Okay, so I was there and you and I could see the they they have a snake head at the bottom of this pyramid they have there. And if you watch as the sun goes down, you see the shadow slither down the um the Te pyramid, Teotihuacan. It's in Tulum. And then, if you if you clap, you can hear it reverberate, reverberate. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that word I means. Said that by God, No, but like legit, it's the same one. Like as the as the night sky falls on a celestial, whatever, you could see it creeping down the stairs. But also, I think. Uh, I don't know what time of year, or if it's all the time. If you clap, it claps back at you. Yeah, there was no clapping back, but we did see the shadow go down the, the pyramid. Yeah. Which I, I think that's fucking amazing. I believe that is Teotihuacan. No, it's it's Tulum. Okay. Chichen Itzu is the other one. That's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, <clears throat> uh, another place at uh, Machu Picchu is the royal tomb. And this is a chamber, while it's not like a tomb in the traditional sense, it's highly decorated area with urban sector and contains stone a stone bench. And it, it may have had ceremonial ritualistic functions. Uh, scarred rock. This <clears throat> is a large carved rock that is situated near the end. sacred rock, my Yeah. <laughs> okay, my glasses ain't working right. The sacred rock 
this large carved rock, carved rock is situated near the entrance of Machu Picchu and it's thought to have religious significance. Well, if it's a sacred fucking rock, you would think it has religious significance. It featured carved steps and a channel that may have been used for pouring libations. Oh, like a, 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 a ice vodka slide. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, residential buildings uh, throughout Machu Picchu, there are numerous well-preserved residential buildings with trapezoidal doorways, niches, and stone courtyards. Uh, some are believed to have housed nobility or priests. Now, I'm going to tell you the picture of this of Machu Picchu. You look at this. All you need to do is throw a thatch roof on these things, and you can live in them again. <clears throat> and that's amazing for a 500-year-old structure. Yeah, right. Uh, architectural terraces. The Inca, Incas constructed extensive architectural terraces on a steep slope surrounding Machu Picchu. These terraces were used for farming and mitigating erosion. Now, that I think is the, like, out of everything I've said so far, that's the most fucking amazing thing. They basically cut into the mountain, made a level ground, put soil in it, and were able to farm it. On a fucking mountain. Where also you got a river down on the ground is not ideal for farming. No. No, it's it's fucking rock. It's a mountain. Yeah. Uh, They had water features. Uh, The Incas designed an intricate water management system that included fountains, baths, and aqueducts to supply fresh water to the site for ceremonial purposes. Now, one of the things I saw in my research is that one of the theories behind them leaving there was a lack of fresh water. But if they had all this, what the fuck are you talking about? And and that part of the world gets fucking rain like a motherfucker. Oh, I can't hold it anymore. I got to piss. Hold it. Give me a signal next time and I'll say, hey, we're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, we're here to talk about Copper John's Beard Company. I bought some of this stuff and I, I love it. Uh, everybody has their favorite beard care products, but if you want to save a few bucks, use TOTW10 uh, at checkout or use the quick link below and buy some of this great stuff. Like, Look at that beautifully tamed bear mane. So soft. And, you know, my beard, if you want to call it that, it's more like pubes on my face. See, he doesn't use it. Um, <clears throat> it gets wiry. So if I can just tame that a little bit, put more Copper Johns on there, and it's perfect. And even though I have thick hair, when I put it on, my hair is nice and soft. Yes. Soft. Did you want to touch it, Johnny? Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Face it, dating sucked in your 20s, gets worse in your 30s, and your 40s, forget it. It's a cesspool out there, and we're your flotation device. Join us weekly for saucy chat, ridiculous love gurus, and MILF-worthy fun to spice up your life. The MILF Milf and and Me Podcast. Podcast. Every Wednesday on your favorite pod platform. And the MILFandMePod.com. The MILF Milf and and Me Podcast. Podcast. Journeys. What is Metalhead Journeys? It's exactly how it sounds. It's a journey through the world of metal by a couple of metalheads. Are you thinking of getting into metal? Where do you begin? There are so many different subgenres. What bands are good? What albums are good? We'll provide answers to all of those questions. We'll handle all the research and do all the dirty work by listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly so you don't have to. Classic albums, new albums, bands no one's ever heard of. You ready? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and we are back. Um, we a were, lot, a lot has happened. We ended on water features. My leg is wet. So there was a My water. My upper leg is wet. There was a water feature here. <laughs> our basement has fucking flooded. <laughs> it was the second water feature. Our, our, our my basement is flooding. Uh, so we're on an island right now and can't get out. Uh, but the beer fridge is full. Beer fridge is full and we're good. We're good. We have some chips down here. Uh, 
They're getting a little low, bro. There's about an inch and a half of water on the other side at the deepest spot. Um, going and to- there's plenty of this. No, we're not drinking that. Fucking don't touch it again. Plenty of that. You're forbade from touching that. <laughs> it's been forbade from touching the the punishment drink. It, it makes me sick just thinking about you drinking it. Mm. When you puke later, it's gonna be ugly. Mm. I'm sure it will be, but it won't be tonight. So, one of the other structures on Machu Picchu were guardhouses. There were several small, several small structures located strategically around Machu Picchu, believed, believed, not for sure, to have been guardhouses or for surveillance of the site. And then the stone quarry. The stone quarry at Machu Picchu was a source of many of the finely cut stone blocks used for construction. Uh, is located on the western side of the site. So, they didn't have to bring it far. But you still had to move that shit. And They're fine big fine, fine cut is not like really doing them justice. Like perfectly cut. Perfectly cut to fit together. Like you couldn't fit a fucking hair between them. Well, a credit card. Well, then have credit cards back then. Well, then uh, uh I would I would, no, I would make the either a very a small penis. If your penis is just that small, it's just hang it up, man. But no, like honestly, like I would, I would, I would argue the fact that it was probably thinner than a card, credit card. But they didn't have credit cards back then. Yeah. Oh, I said a hair, or like they didn't have hair back then. A thick palm leaf. Yeah, but you <laughs> So these are just some of the. More important structures. There, there. A palm leaf. There was no palm leaves back then. There's, what? There was palm trees on 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 the mountainside. It's a fucking jungle. Palm trees. It's a jungle. Ocean. No. Sharks. No. <laughs> sea bass. Palm trees don't Not grow in mountainside. the ocean. <laughs> Douche cricket. <laughs> palm trees don't grow in the ocean. You're gonna make her up by the ocean. You're gonna make me look. You ever been to Hawaii? You ever been to Saipan? You're gonna make me look it up. All right. Okay. All right. Hold on. I I get a penalty shot if there's (laughs) palm trees. You just want to do a penalty shot (laughs) if there's palm trees in the in the mountain side. Hey Google. And if there's not, you take one. Are there palm trees in Peru? Well, of course, it's on the coast. Oh, there's like. Uh, 10 types of palm trees in Peru. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Are there palm trees in the mountains of Peru? Hey, hey Google. Are there palm trees in the mountains of Peru at Machu Picchu? Get that ready. Palms of Peru. Hey, Google. Are there palm trees at Machu Picchu? No. Well, no. It gives Drink me... up, motherfucker. No. I'm not doing a fucking <laughs> shot. Hold on. I'm going to hey, type Siri, it in. What's the highest elevation of a palm tree? Why don't you tell me? Michael, yours is working better. Don't put your skewed information in there. Aha! Typical plant life in the historic reserve of Machu Picchu includes Pinish and Paiu palm trees, ferns, and more than 90 species of orchids. You want to read it yourself? At what elevation? At what elevation? It's showing fucking Machu fucking motherfucking Pichu. With no palm trees. It says they're there. There's no. Just because you don't see it in the fucking picture. That's that's skewed. what does it say? Typical bro, plant bro, life, bro. What's the what's the typical plant life in the historic reserve of Machu I don't Picchu? Care. Typical includes what's the highest? Pinoyayas, How high? Alisos has a paya pine tree. Paya a- palm trees. You. <laughs> 
The Paiu palm trees. It's highlighted. Paiu palm trees. Where? Palm trees. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Siri, Paiu palm trees. Fuck. I'm just called it Alexa. Hey, Google. Show me a picture of a Paiu palm tree. Hey, Siri. What's the highest a Paiu palm tree grows? No, it's not. Okay. I found this on the web for what's the highest Paiu country grows. Check it out. <sighs> if you want to know the, the highest salaries. <clears throat> Here is a Paiu palm tree. I don't know. But not on the mountainside. But it says they grow there. So I don't know how much more evidence you need. You're wrong. I'm right. No. Once again. No. No. And now I'm putting my... But I I can't disagree with you because my phone's stupid. Now I'm putting my phone away because you're wrong. I'm right. Palm trees in the mountains. Anybody Anybody here... Believe that. Raise your hand. Sorry, Mike. We're pulling for you, but you lost. But it was one to nothing. (laughs) Well, I was pulling for you, but it was one to nothing. (laughs) Palm trees in the the mountains. I should make a song about that. Yeah, you should get your your bass out. Palm trees in the mountains. For locals. (laughs) For locals. Oh, I think you're over the fucking limit, dude. Uh, we will end this here. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. I'm sure there's very much more to Machu Picchu than we have covered. Uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, my research. What do you apologize for? My, my research was a little bit uh, hastened. I don't think people come here for. Uh... No, they come here for fucking Mike facts, is what they for come knowledge. here for. knowledge. They come here for. Me and you abusing each other. Frivolity. <laughs> they come here for frivolity, <laughs> not, not Mike facts. <laughs> I love my facts. I try to get them right. You. Sometimes I'm not right. And today, John's not right. And we took on Machu Picchu. Now you go take on the world. John's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on to that. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick.